0: So this was a really cool conversation sitting now with John Gordon, man, we, we dove into a lot of things, a lot about his books and how he found success in his businesses and everything he did. And he was such a down to earth and just a good dude. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think you're going to get one hell of a kick out of it, man. I am just proud of how well this podcast is done and how many people continue to listen, download, share. And none of this would be possible without our sponsors. And, you know, the fact that they support everything we do, do me a favor and go visit their stuff so we can continue to bring in these awesome stories for you on a regular basis. Go see Stacy over at Point Blank Safety Services, com, and tell her Donnie sent you. I mean, if you're in the state of Texas and you need safety and security officers for your construction sites, for your freeways, for any assets you need to protect, point blank safety will absolutely take care of you. They're even doing active shooter training right now, which, you know, unfortunately, we need in, in this day and age. I mean, these guys are employing off duty police officers, which means they can do more than your typical security service. They can arrest, they can carry guns. You know, they are fully capable of carrying out their police duties. They're just off duty, you know, earning extra income. So if you really need to protect your assets, man, I'm telling you, reach out to pointblanksafety.com and tell Stacy that Donnie sent you. They also have an amazing nonprofit called Blue Family Fund, which does scholarships and raises funds and much more for fallen police officers, families um children of uh, fallen police officers with the scholarships and stuff man check them out at org. amazing amazing uh, uh, organization and then Icy tech coolers man these coolers are the coolest thing in the world 100% veteran owned these coolers are lightweight durable as hell and come in a just a ton of variety of colors i saw a couple done up yesterday uh the day before yesterday um that was done in all college colors and stuff they got colors that are the american flag red white and blue um i mean these things are amazing and they go up to ridiculous commercial sizes um just uh, it's it's wild um Literally, there's one of their clients turned their coolers into a root cellar because um, how big these things go. I mean, 1,100 quarts. I, I can't even wrap my head around 1,100-quart cooler, but they do have your everyday coolers. I personally have the 55-quart, and it's amazing. Um, you can pick it up, load it, and throw it in the truck. Um, I, I love the hell out of it um we've got some events coming up that we'll be carrying it out to and you know it's it's something that even my wife can carry around and it still keeps everything freaking cold i mean all day long in the texas summers uh these things are absolutely amazing so if you go to icy i c e y hyphen tech t e k dot com backslash discounts backslash success you'll get $25 off every cooler purchase and if you can't remember that whole web address just go to dot techcom that's dot com and when you check out just use the word success in the promo code for $25 off of your cooler guys this is an amazing show with john gordon i'm telling you enjoy the ride All right, guys. This is going to be a killer episode. I'm bringing on John Gordon, man, and this guy's got just a hell of a story. He's got a great background, done some really, really cool things in the world. So I'm excited to bring him on today. I'm Donnie Bovie, and this is Donnie Success Champions. John, welcome to the show, my friend. Please tell us your story.
1: Hey, it's great to be with you. So first and foremost, I'm battling a cold, so just to- <laughs> no <laughs> that's, worries. That's we'll part make of some my storyboards. Yeah, absolutely. I was telling my wife, you know, I haven't been sick in a while, but I gave so many talks along the way, just sick as a dog on this journey, right? You're a speaker, yep. you go to all these events, you show up, people do not care if you're sick or not. You have to perform, you have to deliver. One time I was so sick that I my drive home, I had to pull off on the side of the road and slept for about three hours <laughs> after the talk. It, <laughs> well, it, yeah, is it is is in Orlando
0: you that you need to start flying heck with the day driving you know
1: <laughs> well it was orlando so i live about two hours from orlando so for the orlando events i get to drive so yeah. you know, my story starts with you know years ago miserable negative my wife was miserable and negative because i was married to her and so <laughs> she, she had enough of my negativity and and she said you know i love you but i'm not going to spend my life with someone who makes me so miserable you need to change and so I agreed to change because I wanted to stay married. And so that began this journey of just trying to become a more positive person. Started to research ways that I could be more positive. Was really desperate in a lot of ways because my life was crumbling, falling apart. I lost my job during the dot com crash. And so I didn't know how I was going to provide for the family. I had two small children I'm trying to stay positive. It was a very fearful, difficult time. But that's when I said, okay, what am I born to do? Why am I here? And writing and speaking came to me. You know, at my events, people often say, like, how does one become like an inspirational speaker, right? Like, how do you do that? Like, what do you, one day do you get up and say, hey, that's what I'm going to do. But really, that's what happened. I was like, all right, I'm going to go do that. My friends to this day remember me saying, I'm going to write and speak. That's what I'm supposed to do. I have good clarity on that. And that began
0: this journey. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's a fun thing to go out there because there are a lot of people trying to get on stages and, and everything else. And God love you for doing this when you got your cold because I know what it's like being on stage and, and you're not feeling it 100%, but, you know, you got to go out Bruce Springsteen
1: style, right? Leave it all on the stage. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. I am, I am hurting, but you know what? Got to deliver. It's game day. I got my Texas Rangers uh, shirt on. <laughs> I, I spoke to the team during spring training just a few days ago. Nice. I also did the Cubs the next day, so I just can't wear two shirts. But I would if I could.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I trained uh, all of their sales staff for the Rangers here uh, last couple of years. I worked with a lot of their sales teams there, so awesome. Really fun. So, so very cool. That's great. So, so you go from a guy that is your typical corporate America type executive that didn't quite figure out what the heck they wanted to be when they grew up. So you're going through it. And you're living that corporate dream of misery, you know, despair, <laughs> life sucks. Um, and I get it, your wife gave you an ultimatum, right? I mean, I mean, if my wife gave me that type of ultimatum, you better believe I'm going to change ship really, really, really quick, right? But, but what was it that you found inside of you that caused you to change? What were those key mechanisms that you had to flip to become the more positive guy versus the, the you know, negative Nelly?
1: Well, it wasn't just that I was a corporate guy. It also had been an entrepreneur. And I, I opened up a bar when I was 24 years old and started a nonprofit called the Phoenix Organization. This was in Atlanta. The bar was called Park Bench. And so here I am, 24, an entrepreneur. I started a nonprofit. I love that. Like, I had this freedom. I had this joy of creating something. And then once I had kids and I get married, I went towards the corporate route of this dot-com trying to make my gazillions as well
0: oh so you were just mad that you're no longer a bartender that's what you saw <laughs>
1: <from>. <laughs> well I, I met my wife three weeks after I opened up the bar so I never got to enjoy the single life but <laughs> being a barter but that's that's all good it's actually probably a very good thing for me in the long run right right and, and so I remember what it was like to do my own thing to have that freedom and so When I was working corporate, I was miserable. The dot-com is crashing. I remember that freedom and joy of of wanting to do something that inspired, something that made a difference, because the Phoenix was changing lives. We were doing a lot of work in the nonprofit world, putting on the Evander Holyfield Golf Tournament with Evander, doing the Paralympic stuff, getting all these young people involved in the community. And I just love that stuff. So I, I really wanted to get back to making a difference in some way and somehow finding a way to do it where I could share voice and influence. Looking back, the mechanism was influence. I wanted to have influence, to be able to influence ideas, to be able to influence people, to to make an impact. And so when writing and speaking came to me, and it literally just came, right? Uh, I was like, all right, that's what I'm gonna do. And I started a, a weekly positive tip where every week I would share a positive tip to help people with their lives. And I would actually write about what I was doing to be a more positive person myself, I started taking these thank you walks every day. And while I was walking, I would say what I'm grateful for. And the research shows you cannot be stressed and thankful at the same time. So if you're feeling blessed, you won't be stressed. So here I am practicing gratitude, taking these walks. My neighbors think I'm crazy because I'm talking to myself.
0: Well, you are crazy, so it's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm doing this and I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to do these things that are, are working. Now I'm writing about them. So I guess that was a mechanism of just trying to put stuff out there to add value. And it's so funny. Now we have blogs. Everyone's got a social media post. I was doing that in 2002. I started this newsletter and I had five five subscribers.
0: That's awesome. What's cool about that is the same exact tactic works now, (laughs) but people screw it up and what they're screwing up is they're trying to teach. They're trying to preach. You know, I love the fact that you said you were documenting because that's, That's the answer. I think in today's world of, you know, handling social media, handling that story and becoming what you need to be as a storyteller is more documenting your journey. Um, and I, and I love these thank you walks. Um, that's a really cool thing. I own a farm. I may have to start implementing the thank you walks through the back 40, but, um, you know, so so now you're transitioning from bartender, husband, corporate guy to now speaker and, you know, author. What'd you do, write a book and then it was sunshine and rainbows? You made millions and sailed off to the sunset? Yeah, I wish. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> what was that journey like making that big transition into because you know i think people kind of got the rose colored glasses on when it comes from that major of a transition now granted, you go in to the spot where maybe you were stacked up against it you no longer had a job so you had to make something work you know um but but what was that journey going from unknown to uh, celebrity status some could say
1: well i first had to make sure that i provided for my family right so I opened up some Moe's Southwest grills and second mortgaged our home, $20,000 in credit cards, and opened up the first Moe's Southwest grill in Florida. We were in Jacksonville. And so we brought the concept down from Atlanta, opened it up in in Jacksonville. And again, I didn't know how it was going to go. It was a really scary, very fearful time, but I knew I needed to provide for my family and find some way that I could do this writing and speaking, and I was good with the restaurant business. So I said, let me get back into that. That was a lot of challenges in itself. But I did make that Moe's a very successful Moe's. Eventually opened up a few more, found some investors for the other ones, opened up a few more. Now I have these four restaurants. I'm a director of operations. We're running those. And now I'm starting to write and speak. So now I'm meeting people and I'm offering to speak anywhere and everywhere. Free talks. I did about eighty free talks. And I'm going around sharing the message. A lot of people think, right? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start speaking. I'm going to make all this money. I remember I called this guy up and I said, uh, his name was Ed Foreman. He was a big speaker at the time. Ed, uh, I want to speak like you do. You inspire me. What should I do? He said, speak. Speak everywhere. Speak anywhere you can. The more you do it, the more people will see you, the more they'll ask you to speak if you're good. And so that's what I started to do. People ask me that same advice all the time. I want to do what you do. What should I do? Get out there and start speaking. I created a talk, right? Initially, it was uh, get addicted to positive energy. It was very cheesy, right? Mm -hmm. Five ways to get addicted to positive energy. It started with that and gave this talk anywhere and everywhere. And then got the Jaguars, the sales team, because I had a good friend who was the head of the uh, head of sales with the Jaguars gave a talk there. Well, now guess what? The Jaguars are a client. Singular Wireless, remember them back in the yeah, day? Yeah. I did a talk for them. They were now a client. I created a website. John Gordon, uh, you know, writer speaker. And uh, before I really had anything, you know, news section. There were no, there was no news. <laughs> speaking, there was no speaking. But I was going out there and just doing it and not very good. I will attest to that. But I gave more and more talks. I remember I had this woman come, and she was an event planner, and she was a friend of a friend. And I wanted to ask her what she thought. And she watched my talk, and she went to my friend and said, "He'll never make it. He should, give, he should give up now." And um, I love that. Yeah, and so that was that was that was all part of the journey. I right? gave all these talks, but the more I did it, I was asked to speak again, even though I didn't think I was very good. I obviously had some insightful things to say there were a couple of talks that went really well and i'm like okay i could do this there were other talks that did not go well and i thought i should give up and i did want to give up a number of times but i kept on doing it and then i wrote two books that i don't even talk about to this day and those two books uh were not great books but they did get out there a little bit i even got on the today show with one of them through a friend who went to college with a producer from the Today Show. I happened to run into this old friend back visiting my parents on Long Island, New York. And I said, hey, do you know anyone who works for one of the TV, you know, TV shows like Good Morning America, or the Today Show? And he said, uh, yeah, I actually went to college with, with a girl. He sent her my stuff and she decided to do a series called Get Energized Today. I mean, I, what fate, right? right? And so people say fate. I choose to believe that, you know, that was God's plan for my life and what I was meant to do because I look back and I can see all that I've done and I know I didn't do it alone. I mean, there was one fortuitous thing after another. I should not be doing what I'm doing. I should not have the success that I've had. I know it wasn't me. And so I got on the Today Show. I thought my career was going to take off, right? The book's going to take off, but it didn't. Like I was on the Today Show four times and yet the book didn't take off. It was crazy. So now... I decide to sell my restaurants because I know I got to fo- you know, focus 100% on the writing and speaking. And this is around 2005. Sell the restaurants and this is what I'm going to do. But now I'm not getting to go out of speaking. I was on the Today Show. I thought I was going to take off. It doesn't. The money is now running out from what I, of the account of what I sold the restaurants for. I mean, not like right away, but it started the window. I'm going, okay, what am I going to do in a year when we don't have any more money? Like, I got to figure this out if this doesn't work. And one day I'm walking and practicing gratitude, doing my thank you walk. And honestly, I started praying because it was not good. And the energy bus came. Desperation plays. Please, God, let something break through. It was. It was just like that. It was like, you know, I don't even know if you're real, but God, please help. (laughs) And, And all of a sudden, the energy bus came. And so I wrote The Energy Bus in about three and a half weeks, or less. It was it was really divine inspiration. I could sit down. I had two or three of the rules. There's 10 rules in the book. And I, I just started writing in my home office upstairs. I go for a walk the next day, get more ideas, come back, write it some more. I never wrote a story before. I never wrote a fable. Wrote this book. And I was like, okay, I, I have a book now. Gave it to my wife. She's like, yeah, it's okay. My um, My brother read it, he was a creative writing expert from Johns Hopkins and he was like, eh, it's too simple. You know, I don't think it's gonna work. I'm like, I don't know. And so we found an agent, agent put it out there. Actually it was my same agent from my other two books and it got rejected by 30 publishers. My agent said to give up, it's not gonna happen. Like self-publish or just, it's not gonna happen. But I couldn't give up because I had this vision to inspire and encourage as many people as possible one person at a time. So I kept on hoping, dreaming, putting it out there. And, and one day, I was at a bookstore, and I saw John Wiley and Sons as the author of Patrick Lencioni's books and other books. And I thought, you know, I should reach out to Wiley. We hadn't sent it there yet. And called up my agent. She sent it to Wiley. She sent it to the health editor, because that's who she knew. It's called The Energy Bus, 10 Rules to Fuel Your Life, Work, and Team with Positive Energy. It's not a health book. The health editor could have thrown it out, but didn't. Gave it to the business editor. He was like, yeah, it's all right, but gave it to his assistant. She decided she wanted to do the book. She had a best friend with a husband named George, and the main character's name was George. (laughs) Another fateful story. Right. And now the book's coming out. And um, I remember it was coming out. I was so excited. Okay, all right, we're going to publish your book. And it winds up becoming a bestseller, not in the United States, but in Korea. (laughs) <laughs> South Korea became a huge hit in South Korea. Very true story. And $220,000, the largest foreign rights deal John Wiley has ever done, is what the rights got sold for. Usually foreign rights are like 1000 to 5000 220000 no one can explain. There was a bidding war for the book in South Korea between two publishers. And that's what it took. I guess energy and buses are big there. <laughs> but not one book story in the United States would carry the book not one bookstore. So I decided to go to 28 city tour paid for myself. And I went from city to city sharing the message in the book. Got sick like this in Kansas. I'll never forget. And just like literally giving talks with the flu, throwing up the night before. I mean, it was just, it was, you know, parts of it were just tough, but you know what? You're on this journey, right? Yep. You're going out there, you're sharing the message. It's like little Miss Sunshine combined <laughs> with, you know, uh, I don't know, like just a road trip and 28 cities and shared the message everywhere I went five people in one city 10 people another I share this in my talk so it's a true story but the most we had were 100 people in Des Moines Iowa because they thought Jeff Gordon was coming that's why (laughs) (laughs) but that began this journey of just doing this work and to this day you know I, I stay humbled by it all because I remember that journey of going on that tour and all these different cities. And I have people that reach out to me a lot and say, I remember you on that first tour and you were going around and no one knew you, no one knew the book. And now, again, I know we don't want to talk too much about status now, but the energy bus has sold about 2 million copies worldwide. And again, it's just a journey, right? It's it's all a journey.
0: Well, you know, what's, what's crazy about that is, is, you know, I go back to a lot of authors and man, his name's escaping me. Um, but he was one of the, the health guru guys. And I remember his story was to get his book sold. Um, this was before Amazon and all of that stuff. He was going around the U S and he would get interviewed in the three o'clock in the morning radio shows. And then before he would get there, his wife and him would go through town and find all the bookstores. Yep. They would literally write <sighs> down all the bookstores. And then part of the interview, he would get at three o'clock in the morning He would say, oh, well, you can buy my book at so-and-so bookstore down the road. And then, you know, after the interview, they'd go to sleep. The next morning, they would drive to that bookstore and the place would be like, hey, I've already had 10 people asking for your book. He's like, oh, can I just give you 10? You know, that's how he marketed it along. And what I I think people don't get in their head as part of their journey is the work that actually is going to have to go into play behind all this. You know, it's not that, and as you saw, you wrote two books that, you know, you got on the Today Show, but it didn't take off. You got one book that becomes famous in, in South Korea, you know, and now for – and people are telling you all along the way, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, but you got faith enough to believe. How the hell did you put together a 28-city tour when nobody knew you? You got two books that didn't make it. You got a third that is famous someplace else. How did you put up a 28-city tour? I mean, I mean, was that – you just get on the phone and start calling people or, or what happened?
1: I hired one guy because I was making some money from the restaurants. And, that, you know, the money I made, right, that I made from the restaurants, to that, took that money and invested a little bit into this guy, Daniel Decker. We still work together to this day. And Daniel was calling up all these different radio shows while I would be going to the cities and say, hey, John Gordon's going to be in town. Do you want to have him on? Hey, John Gordon's going to be in town. What, do you want to have him on your local TV show? He's internationally known. <laughs> <laughs> I'm famous in South Korea. <laughs> yeah, huge in Korea. Like, huge in Korea.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I was. I mean, I, I, did, I remember doing an event, and, like, it was an international event in the U.S., and all these people, it was a financial event, were from Korea, South Korea. And I had a line, like, down the block. And, like, a woman came up to me, like, you're very famous in South Korea. And... Not one bookstore in the United States carries this book, so I don't have anyone in America, literally, you know, <laughs> online. So I was really big in South Korea. It's like it's true. If I go there right now and you come with me, we need bodyguards in <laughs> South Korea. So, you, have so you been there and spoken since. No, I've had requests, and I just haven't made the trip yet. Yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an Asian tour one time because now my books are translated to Japanese and Chinese, and right, right. Korean, and so forth. So I'm gonna do that. But so now I'm, I'm. Um, going from all these cities, and Daniel was literally just calling up, vowing for dollars, setting up interviews, and it was like the wild west. And I'm just going there, showing up, sometimes not sure what we have, but we put together like these little events in a coffee shop or a bookstore or something and would invite the people who did subscribe to my newsletter, which was not as large as it is today, but there were some subscribers, and they would come. And we did have five people at some point, 20 people another. It wasn't a lot. Austin, I think we had maybe 50. and it, But to this day, Going back to the hustle, right? Like having to work at it. I can trace like my first talk to a school district with a principal that came to one of those events, a mm-hmm. coach that came to one of those events. Jack Del Rio, Reddit, brought me to speak to the Jaguars. So different people started to read the book. A business leader had me speak to a sales team. That was what, one of those events. So that began the process of doing it. And you do have to work. When I talk about staying positive, it's not about rose-colored glasses. It's about knowing that you have the perseverance and the optimism and belief and grit to overcome the thorns and you got to go 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 and you got to hustle and I think everyone wants instant success today and it just doesn't happen like that even the online Instagram people who have a large following on Instagram and social media those folks have worked very hard to build up their following so whatever it takes you know you've got to work at it to, to, to be a success and you know it was an overnight success, 10 years in the making. Right. The, the energy bus took five years, I think, for it to become a bestseller, five years of, of hustle. So it's right. what it takes.
0: No, I love it. I love it. And, and I'm hoping that the aspiring speakers and authors heard the, the work it took to be actually make and be able to pull that off. Because, you know, I think, uh, I don't know, I think a lot of people follow the speaker author route when they're unemployable meaning you know, they, they can't get a job anywhere else because they don't want to work. So they're just like, hey, I'm going to be a speaker, I'm going to be a coach, I'm going to be an author uh, and, and see what happens without thinking about how much work is fixing to go into you know, be building out a successful speaking author career.
1: Any, anything worthwhile takes time to build. Yeah. Anything worthwhile. So whatever it's going to be, that's what I tell people. When you want to create your life, whatever you want to create in the future, you got to think about what do I truly want to build? What is my vision? What do I want to create? And then you have to ask, am I willing to put in the time, the energy, the discipline, and the devotion to actually build it day in and day out? And if you don't love it enough, if you're not passionate enough about it, don't go and build that because you got to really love it if you want to truly be successful at it. I wrote a book called The Carpenter, which is all about the principles of building greatness. And to build greatness, you got to design your masterpiece. You got to show up every day with devotion and discipline, with the love and a servant mindset and a a, a care where you just care more than everyone else. And if you care more, you will eventually build something meaningful. But it's going to take time, whatever it's going to be. Mm, Love that.
0: Love that. Yeah. And it's a message that that people need to embrace as a whole. You know, John, I gotta be honest. I don't want to keep you too long since you're, you're, you're feeling under the weather. And (laughs) I I know what that's like to, to, to go through. So, so quickly, you know, where's this all taken you? You've had a hell of a journey, a hell of a ride, you know, and you've done some amazing things along that ride. Where's this all taken?
1: I feel like, Two halves of my life, right? So now I'm 48 years old, been doing this since I was, you know, in my 30s, right? 2005, pretty much full time and riding the energy bus in in 2006. And so now it's about okay, I've built this platform, I'm speaking all over, Uh, I'm not doing free talks anymore, uh, but I, I actually still do a few for nonprofits and so forth. But I know that I've built up this following of readers and, and and I'm doing a lot of amazing events and speaking to a lot of great organizations. But the next half, I truly believe, is about expanding and expanding to others and influencing others and multiplying and helping others do this work. So we just started a training program for the Power of Positive Leadership, where we're now training trainers to go deliver the program to help equip leaders, to develop positive leaders who can truly impact the world. So passionate about developing positive leaders, one of my recent books, The Power of Positive Leadership. And I wasn't planning on doing this. I was very happy just writing and speaking. But just like I got the word that I need to now write and speak, I've got the word that, okay, you need to multiply and help others do this. So now we're doing this train-the-trainer program, and we're equipping leaders. We just had our first one. It was sold out, equipped 25 trainers to go out and deliver this program. And then the other part is the power of a positive team, where I have consultants who are now going to go out And build strong teams build powerful positive united connected teams using my framework of the power of a positive team so i have i've had all the success with all these companies and sports teams where these principles are now proven you can't argue with clemson football and you know working with them for seven years you can't argue with working with the rams the last two years and the dodgers the last three and the miami heat as they've overcome their challenges and continue with not the greatest talent but to still put together successful seasons and Oklahoma City Thunder I've worked with and, again, all these different organizations, Snapchat and, and again, large Fortune 500 companies and leadership teams. So I've I've proven this model out. I know it works. And so now it's about, okay, how do we now take this to help others be better leaders and how do we build strong teams? And that's really the next phase of where this is going. And I want to do a movie based on training camp, uh, my book, which is my favorite book that I've written. So that's something I know I want to do. So it's really just, but it's also continuing to write and speak. I have a new book come out called The Coffee Bean, which is about transforming the world from the inside out, the powers on the inside. And uh, it's gonna be a little fable. I wrote it with a guy named Damon West. Very interesting story there. And um, you know that's what I'm just gonna just continue doing, writing books, speaking, and now equipping others to do it as well.
0: Now I gotta ask, you know, coming up on your ride, somewhere along that way, did you ever see yourself sitting where you are now, doing the things you are now? You know, was this something as an elementary kid when teacher asked me <laughs> what you want to be when you grow up? Was was this where you saw yourself?
1: No, no, was like, <laughs> I'm going to be a speaker. You know, like, <laughs> I'm going to write books. I um, I asked Ken Blanchard, the author of the One Minute yeah. Manager, you know, one of my heroes. I asked Ken the same thing. Ken, did you ever think you'd be Ken Blanchard? Did you ever think you'd be doing this? And he goes, no, no. And I feel the same way. Like I never thought I'd be in this position that I'm in now. And- It blows my mind, right, to go speak to the Rangers and then the Cubs and to be with all these guys. And I was just talking to Ryan Holiday, you know, who wrote Obstacle is the Way. And Ryan and I were talking about how surreal it is when you are in those environments. And then you're just thankful that you get to do it. And I was in, you know, politics. I was a government economics major. So I did think I wanted to run for Congress. I did think that I wanted to be in in politics. And so I knew that that was my journey of 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 hopefully making a difference, sharing a message. And when I was a kid, I I thought that's what I wanted to do. And then I interned in Congress and uh, ran for city council of Atlanta when I was 26, walked door to door to 7,000 houses. (laughs) Forgot to mention that. That's where I learned hustle, right? Right. But I realized that that's not what I'm here to do and it's, it's this. So I think we all have a call in our lives. When I talk about this, I'm like, I don't want people to look at me. I want them to look at themselves and think about what their calling is, think about what they truly want to do. What is it that you want to create? How can you be a champion right on and off the field and create the success you want to create? So to me, it's about, I learned from, from me, a guy who's created this, who you know, I don't think is anything special, and, and realize that you can create it too if you're just willing to hustle, work hard, have a vision of what it is, and you'll be surprised when you're just open to the possibilities. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Well, brother, I got to tell you, this has been an honor having you on the show. I appreciate the journey. Here's how I like to wrap up every episode. And I do stump some people with this. So, so get ready. Okay. If you were going to leave the champions who listen to this show, 78 countries around the world, all that are on a journey. If you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a mantra, a saying, something they can take with them on their journey, especially if they're sacked up against it and going through it, What would be that quote or phrase you would say, remember this?
1: My dad, who was very negative growing up, was a New York City police officer, undercover narcotics, said, I can't believe people pay you to speak because we paid you to shut up. Now, (laughs) Now, that's not the quote I want to leave people with. Right, right. But I say that because I have two things I need to share. One from Dr. James Gill, the best advice I ever heard. He's Completed six double Ironman triathlons. Six double Ironmans, Mm. which means you do an Ironman and then 24 hours later, you do another one. And then the last time he did it, he was 59 years old. Was asked how he did it. He said this, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. Mm. He said, if I listen to myself, I hear all the negative, all the fear, all the doubt, all the complaints. But if I talk to myself, I can feed myself with the words and the encouragement that I need to keep on moving forward. So I would leave people with this. Talk to yourself instead of listen to yourself. Don't listen to the fear. Don't listen to the doubt. Just because you have a negative thought doesn't mean you have to believe it. Instead, speak truth, speak power, speak words of encouragement to those negative thoughts. And that will move you forward in a positive direction. And then lastly, being positive doesn't just make you better. It really does make everyone around you better. So we could all start today. That's awesome.
0: John, I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for sharing your journey along with this man. And uh, keep doing big things, man. It's fun to watch you as you
1: continue to climb. Well, keep up the amazing work you're doing. I appreciate you having me on so much. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: And the ground is no place. A
0: oh, a, a, a champion. Wow, what a cool episode. Hanging out with John Gordon, man, that was just some really killer information. I just enjoy that dude and his down-to-earth nature. And make sure you go follow him and all his social media stuff, connect, reach out. He's just a good dude. And then, you know, if you're running your small business and you're really trying to figure out how to level up, go for it, go bigger, and get more in-depth with your businesses and come hang out with us in our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook.com, up in the search bar, select, type in success champions, click on groups. We're going to pop up and come hang out with us. Some amazing things. We have constant content where we're going to give you chances to promote out your business, have business conversations, network and collaborate. Every Friday, we do the Champions Happy Hour, where I'm going live in the group and teaching different business concepts that I've learned over my 20-year sales you know, process, uh, sales career, and, and everything that I've done to build my successful business. So come hang out, Success Champions, on Facebook. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in, and we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, the emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows, and that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions networking, and it continues to grow.